him at the end of my life to steal a line from that comedian I like. <laughs> it's funnier for him because he's younger. But what's the other one at the, the with the lackluster career? Oh, I'm at the tail end of a lackluster career. Yeah. Um. Uh. So it's the this summer is the 20th anniversary of us doing a a talk show where we don't play music. But um, I was thinking while you were going through those stories, those stories that the media latched onto with these various crazes that were sweeping the nation and children are in danger that are almost entirely BS. Mm -hmm. The real beginning of of the Armstrong and Getty thing, I think, was our first job together in Wichita, Kansas. And we were playing music radio, but there was there was a, a craze that was going through the city of Wichita at the time. And everybody was taking it completely seriously. That gang members were hiding underneath cars well, at the mall. Jack, as part of an initiation ritual, yeah, they had to do it to get into the gang. So they were they were hiding underneath the cars at, at the mall, and when you walked by, they'd reach out and they'd slice your ankles with a knife. Right. And everybody was reporting it completely seriously, mm-hmm. and we said, "I don't think this is actually happening." Nope. And and it brought on a fair amount of whoa, wait a second, right? Whoa, you know, you, people you just, are in danger, right? You shouldn't say this. No, it's not happening. And it turned out it wasn't right. happening. Yeah, we called BS on but it. But I think that was the beginning of our thing of just being willing to say, this doesn't sound like something that's true to me. <laughs> right, right. Wait a second. And the whole, that was in the early, early days. We talked of, to law uh, enforcement. We talked to actual effing law enforcement who right. said it was happening. But it was not happening. Right. Cops who'd heard it was happening. Right. Nobody and were ever, repeating it. Nobody had actually dealt with it. But that was in the early days of the fast-moving urban legend. Yeah. And and it wasn't the internet so much then, because that was, what, 92? Yeah, so Caitlin was born. So, yeah, it was like 92, 93. Um, and, uh... But I, it must have been cable news, I guess, or, or something. But the super swiftly spreading, if somebody flashes their brights at you, don't flash yours back. It's a gang initiation. They'll follow you home and slice out your liver or whatever it was. <laughs> right. But, yeah, the ankle slashing, people were outraged. And what's funny is when we came to the West Coast, uh, the whole uh, waking up in a tub of ice with your kidneys removed after uh, having a drink at the hotel bar, that exploded. People were were shaking they were so angry at us because we were denying it was true because they had just talked to a co-worker who you know knew a guy whose sister had this happen to her husband but so my point is not that doesn't make me or us smarter than other people it's just it bothers me that people are so willing to check their the skepticism at the door mm-hmm. the media is stupid lots of stupid people that never even think for a second when they pass along a statistic that's obviously not true Right. It just can't be true. Well, it's like they don't have a, wait a minute, filter. But I don't know. Some of it's stupid and some of it is they don't care. I think if it's a really good story, they're going to pass it along. It might seem a little suspect to them. I think the Washington Post is a little more hesitant to do that than the Daily Mail, for instance. Yeah. But then once it's in the Daily Mail, all your TV people, TV people have no pride. That's the first thing you need to know about TV people. The, the only reason they're not selling crack to kindergartners is because they got a TV gig where they smile with their white teeth and read a teleprompter. The minute that gig goes away, they're selling your kids crack. That's what you need to know about TV people. Oh, wow. That's something. Uh, so this was and in- they'll sell them jenkum if they can get it. <laughs> 
So this was in the San Francisco Chronicle. I didn't know this. If the Bay Area were a country, it would be the 19th richest country in the world. That is incredible. Whoa! Top 20 nation on Earth. The Bay Area economy is outpacing the nations, which is why part of the reason why uh, somewhere to live is so damned expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I think about it, I mean, what are your your biggest, most valuable companies on Earth? Countries. No companies. Oh, companies. Oh, yeah, okay. Your your Googles, your your Facebooks, your your Apples. For God's sake, I want a list of the based? largest economies. I gotta, let me Google that real fast. Yes, because I want to know who you can compare that to. Europe cheats by saying the EU is one economy. It's not. Uh, no, that's definitely not true. And we'll it's get becoming, deeply into the Brexit negotiations next. And it's becoming less true every dang day. I'll tell you that. The whole. Uh, um, Europe, European states of uh, United States of Europe thing mm-hmm. is just going the other direction, right? With the immigration problems they've got and everything. Mm-hmm. So here, I'll look it up. So you got and a number. You know, the EU. That's what I'm saying. What are your biggest ones? Why is this in print? I can't read. So number one, obviously, the United States, and it's China, Japan, Germany, France, Brazil, Britain, Italy, Russia, India. See, I could spend a couple of minutes talking about each one of those. Yeah, I know. It would bore everybody. But the I fact, mean, that, the fact Germany that Germany is the fourth biggest economy in the world is really yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, the German people have a history of well, a history of a lot of different things. But Nazi yes. Germany. I'm right. There's no need to put such a fine point on it. Half a century has passed, Michael. More than that. More than that. How much is too much for you? Uh, where was I? Oh, Brazil. What place was Brazil in? Uh, one, two, I mean, it's a three, giant four, country five, and struggling six. a lot of ways. But that's impressive. You got a different list? Uh, apparently, yes. you have them. You have them. Uh, mine might be twenty seventeen. I don't know what year. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It's close enough. So get me down to nineteen, though, because so that's what the Bay Area would be. Nineteen is Saudi Arabia, in between the Netherlands and Switzerland. Okay, so go um uh, below that. So uh, starting at twenty with Switzerland, it then goes Argentina, Taiwan, Sweden, Poland, Belgium. They were just in the the World Cup uh, semifinals. Wow. So, yeah. so Poland yeah. and Belgium, real countries you've heard of. The Argentina. Bay Area by itself. Is a bigger economy than those entire countries. That's amazing. That is amazing. And what what would you think if you heard that in Argentina it was like exclusively rich people and the very very poor? You think, wow, that's an unstable society, a society that's heading toward uh, change, perhaps violent change. But you know what? If something can't go on forever, it will end. If you can't have School teachers, janitors, waitresses, bus drivers, hundred different things. Living within seventy-five miles where they work because they can't afford to, something'll change. Here's some of the numbers. Tech jobs since the end of the Great Recession grew forty-five percent, which is a heck of a jump since two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall employment in the region grew twenty-six percent in that period of time. The per capita GDP of the nine-county Bay Area is nearly $80,000. That's first in the entire United States. Yeah, but misleading. Why is it misleading, Joe? Well, you know, it's the uh, Bill Gates principle. Bill Gates walks into the room. The median net worth yeah. is, you know. It doesn't do me any good that right. Bill Gates just ran, walked into the room. Right. And why is this bar charging $1,000 for a beer now? Thank you. Wow. <laughs> hey, Ladies and gentlemen, huh? a little Freakonomics huh? right there from huh? the Freak, what? John. What? That's a good illustration speaking of how like, economics work. Speaking of, okay, we'll move on. Uh, I, I saw the movie Nut Job 2. <laughs> Jeez, that sounds what? like... Whoa! Yarg! 
her. It's a kids movie. Wow. I think that's what it's called. Hmm. It's a cartoon for the kids. <laughs> we should probably verify this. Is, is that the one with all stewardesses in it? Or I was what? staying in a hotel and it was $15. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not paying that no, much. No, no, It's a kids cartoon. <laughs> I'll Google it and see what comes up. Yeah, and do it, that, Michael. It had a great story about socialism in it. Wow. That I, that I was I was wondering if my kids were picking up on. Was the government providing free nut jobs or what? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Lay down the Various headlines that don't uh, require a lot of conversation, but I just wanted to make sure you heard them. Starbucks will ditch plastic straws by 2020, as the whole plastic straw thing is, uh, you know, clearly caught caught on. I don't know if it's a if Schwartz is it Schultz Schwartz or Schultz Schultz Schultz, the guy who runs it. He um, some people think he's going to run for president or whatever. I don't know. If this is virtue signaling or just. He just thinks it's the right thing to do. We don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bad we idea. We don't need all those plastic straws and lids and everything. We just don't need to, th- to, to produce all that and throw it in the trash. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, also, your veggies have grown less nutritious. It's not people's imagination or it's not fringe elements claiming this. Tinkering with crops, soil, and fertilizer has led to less nutritious vegetables than we used to have. Huh. I don't know if organic fixes that or not. Well, the the tricky part is there's you got people got to eat, and we have so many people that in order to maximize the population bomb crop yields, that it seems that they have mm. sacrificed some nutrition. But I don't know people that are voluntarily willing to not eat, so we can get more nutritious broccoli. True, but at some point, doesn't do any good to eat your veggies if none of the nutrition is there. Sure. So I don't know. Catch twenty yeah. two. Anyway, so I watched the the movie. Nut Job 2, which mm. is a kid's movie. Ooh. It's a cartoon. It's controversial. Uh, if you haven't seen Nut Job it's shown 1. shown only in Sweden to children. I won't, I won't give away the plot. Ah, you're you're not doing the full title. Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I thought it was really interesting, the plot. My kids really wanted me to watch it with them. And they said, you can't look at your phone. You have to put your phone away. Yeah. I don't like being reminded of that. I do have a tendency when I'm sitting down with the kids' movies to uh, definitely start looking at my phone because I just, I don't even watch grown-up movies. Mm. <laughs> so spending my time watching a kids' movie. But they wanted me to watch it with us, so I watched the first part of it. And here's the story. Tell me that this wasn't on purpose. And I'm surprised it's okay for Hollywood. So the the plot is uh, the nut store, the nut factory, it was a store that sold nuts in town, went out of business. And underneath it was an entire basement full of nuts. And they, they closed down, but the entire basement was full of nuts. And this mm. one squirrel discovered that, told all his friends, and they all went there and just had a party. I mean, just a, they're just, they're, I mean, just complete mayhem, debauchery of wow. eating nuts as squirrels. Wow. And they're having eating contests, and they're diving into pools of nuts, and they're, eating them and throwing them up and eating more nuts and just, like, going crazy with Hiring it. chipmunks to get naked. His girlfriend is saying, this won't last. We haven't, we haven't found any nuts for the winter. 
We're going to run out of all these free nuts, and we haven't gotten any nuts. Ah, we'll have free nuts forever. What are you worried about? You're no fun. Mm. And they finally run out of nuts there at the nut factory. They've eaten them all up, and they've lost their ability. They've forgotten how to hunt for nuts. Mm. They've lost their instinct for getting nuts on their own by getting free nuts all this time. Yeah, and the grasshopper. It's an ancient story. Right, and she yeah. told him... She told him, I told, I knew this would happen. You guys have forgotten how to even eat for yourselves. What are we going to do now? And some, and this is the part that I thought really took it over the top. He stood up and said, I am going to bring back the day of the free nuts. And everybody cheered like oh, crazy. Wow. Well, who made this movie? What's your next project? I'll donate to your, uh, what do you call it, page? Go fund me. And he comes up with this crazy plan of how they're going to get all these free nuts and everything like that. But the, the populist... I'm going to bring these jobs back Yeah, that aren't coming back. I mean, there's just none. And Trump did it, and Obama's done it, and McCain did it, and it just Romney everybody did it. Does. Yeah. yeah. The the standing up and claiming that those days are going to come back when they just aren't. Yeah. I thought that was interesting being portrayed in a cartoon form. I don't know if they, like, wanted to teach the kids a message or something. I mean, it really seemed like, because I see plenty of cartoons and stuff, kids shows that seem like they're socialist propaganda. If I was on the other side of it, I would think that this was like some sort of capitalist capitalist propaganda or something, right? Anti welfare state propaganda. Well, but um, it, it was. It, I just thought that was so interesting when he stood up in front of that crowd. She gave him the speech about, "Look, there are no more free nuts. We have to figure out how to get nuts for ourselves, and it's going to require a lot of hard work. And we're never going to have as many nuts as we had before. But that's just the way things are." No, that's not true. I'm going to get us free nuts and we're going to have free nuts. Yeah! Right, and he was way more popular. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen. They followed you, him, even though he had a completely fanciful idea. Yeah, but that story's like a thousand years, probably 10,000 years old, too. All those stories are. They've been repeated over and over again. It just it takes the modern age and, and modern intellectuals to forget them or pretend they're not true. A bug's life is another great allegory. About uh, about oppression and, and liberty and the rest of it. It's really, really good. That's a great movie, although uh, Hopper is very scary. Yeah. And yeah. I don't mean to gave, children, gave to my, me. Gave he my scared kids me. nightmares. Yeah. But uh, so you can go to Detroit and stand up in front of the auto workers and say, I'm going to make it like the 50s again. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Mm. Numb nut. Yes. How do we fall for that over and over again? I guess ancient stories are around forever because people just will fall for it over and over Wishful again. thinking. Yeah. Exactly. The idea of uh, something for nothing is pretty appealing. Yeah. Hard work is not that appealing. You got the fox dropping his grapes because the, uh, or what was he having? He looked in the pond and saw his reflection, and the emperor had his dingus out, and it's just ancient wisdom, my I friends. Just was su- There's some bleed over in your stories there. <laughs> I just was surprised that came out of Hollywood, and I don't think the title Nut Job 2 is appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. A squirrel's tail or something would be better. What was that? Was that the plot of Not Nutjob 2 or Nutjob 1? This was Nutjob 2. I haven't seen Nutjob 1. Well, I wonder what that one was about. I don't know. Now we're watching a kid's movie today called Debbie Does Dallas. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Jeez, what kind of name is that oh, for a movie? Oh, boy. So, uh, speaking of government programs, this is something else. This was sent along. You don't think anybody in Hollywood thought this is uh, this is not the message we want? Yeah, I'll bet. Do you know what studio made it or no. anything? Because you uh, can open road film. Coke yeah, Brothers can... Studios. <laughs> what? Coke Brothers Studios. Oh boy. Um, you can you can produce an animated uh, movie without zillions and zillions of dollars, depending on what technology mm. you're using and everything. And 
Yeah, I don't um, remember this in the theater, so it, it very well could have been made and not given gotcha. the path that a lot of other quote-unquote big Hollywood movies get. Because yeah, it clearly had a, if you give people stuff, they'll lose the instinct to support themselves. I, I mean, that was the whole theme. The nut job made $120 million in the U.S. There you go. Did it? Yeah. Huh, I missed it completely. Wow. Uh, speaking of government programs, this was sent along by Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, from the San Francisco Chironicle. A $13,000 tax bill was the last thing Bill and Kathy Stapp expected when they signed up for covered California health insurance in late 2013. They estimated their combined income would be less than 63 GER in 2014, making them eligible under uh, Obamacare to get financial assistance from the feds, etc. They are approved by covered California, began their subsidized health care, etc., etc. But in April 2015... They got an unwelcome surprise. They'd actually had a better year than they'd expected and made more than the $63,000. Um, and they uh, found out they owed. And now keep in mind, this is a, a family that's making between 60 and 80 grand. For the household. Yeah. These are not rich people, especially in, well, they live in Alameda. Um, they owed the U.S. Treasury $13,568. Um, they had extra due to Social Security income. They hadn't counted. Uh, it was too much to receive the financial assistance. They went right over the line. So they typically get a small refund of tax time. They were on the hook to pay almost fourteen grand to the IRS. So that's like the welfare cliff or whatever you call it that they're always talking about, where you're yeah, actually kind of. better off not making more money at a certain point because you end up in the negative. But uh, what's uh, what's twenty percent of eighty grand? It's like uh, nobody knows. Uh, it's high teens, so that but it, it's not quite twenty percent of their income, but it was fairly close. Um, how devastating would that be? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, the couple's situation reflects a lot of confusion. People had signing up for coverage through the healthcare exchange, particularly in the chaotic early days. Um, and then Craig highlighted this part. The most recent analysis of th- this issue uh, was done in 2015 by H and R Block, which found that 52 percent of people who enrolled in health insurance through the Affordable Care Act marketplaces around the country ended up paying back some of the subsidies. The average amount was 530 dollars, but over half of people enrolled ended so up most. owing money back. Yeah, so more likely than not. Yes. Wow, I wonder how that's playing politically. That might be part of the. Uh... Trump support. Well, yeah, except uh, I heard, uh, well, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and uh, and Cory Booker and everybody screeching that one of the things that the the great evil man, the Voldemort of our time, Brett Kavanaugh, will do on the Supreme Court is deny people their uh, Obamacare, which Obamacare hardly exists at this point. It's a it's a shell of what it was. It's twisted. It's but it's still a good bugaboo to scare people with. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Donald Trump blowing up the boxes at the NATO summit and then running around picking up the pieces. And actor George Clooney's scooter crash in Sardinia. Oh, yeah. Haven't seen that yet. Close call. A lot worse than we thought. Coming up. And there's one more twist to the story. We'll get to it in a minute. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. See, dang it, see, this bothers me. So, uh, Bob Goodlot, who's on the House Judiciary Committee, he's actually the chairman of it, as a Republican, I've been liking some of the stuff he says as he digs into this whole FBI thing. Well, he just said, it appears Lisa Page has something to hide by not showing up. Well, 
it looks like she hasn't had a chance to look at all the documents and hasn't gotten them all together. And she is going to show up. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's a dodge. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And I certainly won't know by watching the news because they won't tell me. No, you won't. They just want me to stay tuned and be fired up. Yeah, but fired up. He's not part of the news. He's part of the government. True. So I want to know, is she is she attempting to hide something? Or do they just not have all the paperwork together yet? Well, we'll try to yeah, figure that out. Yeah, if I don't want to testify, I could see saying, oh, yeah, well, listen, to uh, to defend myself, I'm going to need uh, every uh, reference to oak trees in right. the federal government yeah. from 1912 <laughs> through 1988. You know? Uh, hey, speaking of the government, back to the Stapp family of Alameda who got uh, hammered for a huge tax bill because they accidentally made a little too much and they'd enrolled in Covered in California. Uh, one more point, Bill, who's the, the, the dad, the uh, husband there, is frustrated because he feels Covered California should have done more to inform them yeah. that they earned too much. The problem was the enrollment and counselor told him their income qualified and did not factor in Bill's Social Security income, which he had told them about. The staff spoke with a representative of Covered California in 2014-2015, but there is no certified agent listed on their account as having assisted them. According to Covered California. And the person they say spoke with them said, I didn't enroll them. I'll tell you what. Government health care will look just like that. That story right there. Yep. That's what it'll look like. Yep. Uh, Let's get the news now. At the same time, I freely admit our current system is bizarre and and, and incredibly unfortunate, wildly expensive. And mostly government health care already. Right. Let's get the news with Marsha Phillips. All right, let's go back to Brussels, where French President Emmanuel Macron said he disagrees with President Trump's assessment of Germany paying billions to Russia for oil and gas while not paying all it owes to NATO for defense. Germany, as far as I'm concerned, is captive to Russia because it's getting so much of its energy from Russia. That's what Trump said earlier. Macron asked about the assertion as the leaders were sitting down for talks at the summit. Trump telling the reporters in the room... He and Macron have a tremendous relationship. It was an honor to be with a friend of mine. Macron responding in kind in French. It sounded beautifully. I have no idea. It sounded great. I have to say, I... I told them exactly the same. There you go. It means I love you, I love you, letting me lick your ears. By the way, during the earlier stunning back and forth with Trump at the NATO breakfast, the NATO Secretary General was defending the alliance, saying members were paying more, and then uh, the Secretary General tried to lighten the mood by thanking the United States for paying for breakfast. <laughs> Excellent orange juice and some toast and some uh, fruit salad and yeah. uh, a good breakfast. Good or good? Paid uh, by the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd goes you know, wild. I'm of two minds there. First yeah. of all, that is some beautiful sarcasm. I mean, really well played there, Frenchie, or whoever you are. Probably a Belgian. Uh, he is Norwegian. <laughs> oh, oh, even worse. Norwegian. Even worse. Um, on the other hand, uh, we've been protecting you at incredible expense now for decades. And y'all aren't paying your fair share that you agreed to. Yeah, I know the current agreement says you'll ramp up by 2024 or whatever it is. But I'd be careful with the mockery there, uh, Junior. Herring sucking sarcastic little Norwegian. Wow. Skiing to work. That's right. Whoops. Speed skating really fast. 
sauna sitting ice fishing. <laughs> Latest word on the Thai soccer team rescued from the flooded cave. Doctors say they lost weight during their two-week ordeal, but they actually had water, and they're all in pretty good health. The 12 boys and In fact, he coach- recommends it. <laughs> it's the, called the cave diet. <laughs> Twelve boys and their coach reportedly took care of themselves pretty well in the cave, you know, and they managed to get the, they got water because apparently water was dripping down off the rocks in the cave, so they cupped their hands and yeah. they'd be getting water that way. Jeez, how, how would you not spend all day, every day, thinking I'm going to die a really awful death? Oof. Well, that helps to be a 12-year-old boy. It does. You'd just be sitting around thinking, this is boring. Close call. George Clooney was. Okay. 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 So, do we want to watch the video as you tell it, before you tell it, or Go after ahead. you tell it? I, I probably want to do it. As he we tells got the it. video here. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. George Clooney was doing about 60 miles an hour when his scooter hit a car whose driver suddenly pulled Ooh. out in oh, front of him. Oh! 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 Ah! It's amazing. It's just, it's just luck he's not dead. I mean, it's just random luck that he's not dead. Yep. Clooney was uh, thrown from his scooter 20 feet in the air. He hit the car's windshield, causing it to shatter. Uh, that probably self. Uh, that's like a safety net. I mean, it's a painful one, but... Just luck that he's not dead. Yeah, Clooney's yeah, helmet was uh, cracked by the force, broken by the force of the impact. He was taken to the hospital, treated, and released. He didn't break any bones or suffer any serious injuries. How about that? That's amazing that he didn't break any bones with that crash. We uh, do have the Clooney video linked at uh, armstrongandgetty.com if you want to go ahead and check it out for yourself. It is pretty amazing. What kind of world are we living in where our charmingly boyish and roguish movie stars can't ride a scooter down the streets of Sardinia? Indeed. It's it's troubling. Indeed. One final note, friends. Where are the Sardinian authorities in all this? Are they part of NATO? Have they paid their 2%? (laughs) France is headed to the finals of the World Cup. There is the final whistle. France has punched the first ticket to Sunday's World Cup final. France blanketing Belgium 1-0 in Tuesday's semifinals. They're going to be playing the winner of today's uh, semifinal match between England and Croatia for the World Cup title on Sunday. I'm sorry, when's England-Croatia? Today. I really enjoyed the heck out of that France-Belgium. I just watched the last 20 minutes, which is plenty. Um, uh, So it was an hour and a half and one point was scored. You don't understand the game. The dance, the movements of the game. Exactly, the flow, the rhythms. Plus, every time it gets anywhere near the goal, you feel like your head's going to explode. Because it's so, it would be so devastating. Desperate for entertainment. (laughs) No, like, no. Something happened, please. No, because every goal is an earthquake. (laughs) Colorfully costumed fans in the stands wreaking havoc on one another. No, I'm not an idiot. No, I'm there to watch the game. All right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Here we go. There is some good international face painting, though, at the soccer matches. I'll give them all. They're into it. Soccer is also somewhere between 50 and 80% more enjoyable if you have a guy with a British accent doing the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, George Clooney accident just shows you practically anything that happens in the world now is filmed. There's a camera somewhere. Isn't that something? Recording everything that ever happens. And it's just going to be that way for the rest of humankind, I think. But it's going to grow more that way every day. Donald Trump has just announced a trade war with Sardinia based on their... Abuse of our movie stars. Mm. 
The petering out is next. A crash. Wow. Uh, the petering out next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A giant sarcophagus has just been discovered in Egypt. Nobody's sure who's inside. They have not cracked Mm. it open yet. Mm. So we'll see. The mummy strikes. Jimmy Hoffa. (laughs) That would be odd. It has Pandora written on the top. I don't know what that could be. Uh Coming up, we have Brad Pitt walking into a pole and Bruce Willis tripping over uneven pavement. Stay with us. I don't know. I, I'm not making light of George Clooney's wreck, but an awful lot of attention being paid to it. Okay, so I'm trying to figure this out. Trump tweeted this yesterday. I can't believe I didn't hear this, but we can only follow one story a day as a country, and the Supreme Court justice was out there. So this didn't make it. Uh, Trump yesterday. I'm on Air Force One flying to NATO, and here reports that FBI lovers Peter Strzok and Lisa Page are getting cold feet. He always has to say FBI lovers. I don't know why he feels that's important. <laughs> it's a good headline. I guess. It's um, a good reset. FBI lovers Peter Strzok and Lisa Page are getting cold feet on testifying about the rigged witch hunt headed by 13 angry Democrats and people that worked for Obama for eight years. Total disgrace! Exclamation point. <laughs> so today, actually it's to, was it today or tomorrow that, she, that Lisa Page, one of the lovers, was supposed to testify. Former FBI lawyer Lisa Page is defying a congressional subpoena, this according to CNN and will not appear before the House Judiciary Committee today like she was supposed to. Her lawyer said that um, she she was going to have to testify before she was able to view the materials that had been produced to Congress, such as her anti-Trump text messages exchanged with Peter Strzok. Lisa and I went to the FBI today to review the materials that were previously produced to Congress But after waiting more than three hours, we were not provided with any documents. We've asked the committee to schedule another date that would give us enough time to prepare. Could be a dodge. I don't know. Could be a dodge. Might not be. I don't know. Yeah. It's not obviously a dodge, though. I mean, I would want to see. You got a whole bunch of my texts. I don't even remember what I text. 10,000 texts a year ago. Right. Two years ago. Yeah. I'd like to see them before I get questioned on them. We'll we'll read them to you in the hearing room, and you can tell us the truth. Right? I don't know. I don't why know. Why do the, you have to go over? Why do you have so you can come up with excuses and lies? I don't know how the law works. I don't know if you have a right to see that stuff or not. But I don't know. So we'll see. In terms of a, uh, if it's a dodge, congressional it hearing uh, as, a, as a dodge, it doesn't seem like it would be a very good one. I mean, because you're, you're just delaying it by. At some point, they're going to make you delay, delay, delay. The Clinton uh, technique. You you buy yourself some time so you can figure out how to buy yourself some more time. Boy, they're not going to. She got a good lawyer. They're not getting you much time though. They're gonna they're gonna hold her in contempt, and she's either gonna testify or go to jail. You know what they got to do is tell her. You know, we talked to Strzok, and uh, he said all sorts of stuff about you. Limp. I mean, yeah, he just it, it was not kind. It was not good. He Dead. said he was using you. He never cared for you. Coldfish is what he told us. Right, right. Just laid there was a quiet. I'm oh, sorry. Geez. I'm sorry, but that's what he said. So, anyway, what do you want us to tell us about what he did? If you'd like to say something mean about him, we're, we're all ears. Feel free. <laughs> this is on the record. Uh, yeah, okay, I'd like to hear we'll what see. they have to we'll say. See. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but again, the the great, practically irrefutable defense that that Strzok can go with was, 
Look, I told her what she wanted to hear to get in her pants. Oh, I. By the way, I'm giving her uh, a benefit of the doubt that she's not just trying to not testify. While I do think that they were both actively trying to keep Donald Trump from becoming elected president, which yep. they shouldn't do as FBI agents. Right. So I think they're right. guilty of that. I'm just and not sure. I think this they is... soft-pedaled the Hillary thing because they were sure she was going to be president. And maybe for patriotic reasons, they didn't want a, a, a weakened presidency at the outset in these troubled, troubled times. Or maybe it's just uh, she's their gal. Has happened before. Yep. LBJ was being investigated for the things he'd come clearly done wrong in terms of getting money from right. campaign contrib- contributors to like pay for furniture in his house and stuff like that and he was going to be the the investigation was supposed to start the very day November 22nd 1963 that JFK was assassinated and they called it off right well the great two-sided coin and i love and they probably should have is is nixon who had pretty solid proof that joe kennedy stole chicago and swayed the election in john kennedy's favor but he thought it would be terrible for the country to call a, an election into dispute. So Nixon said, nope, I'm not going to say anything, which was incredibly patriotic. Meanwhile, in 68, was it 68 that he went to the uh, the North Vietnamese? or And he went to, essentially, he meddled with the negotiations in Vietnam, yeah. said, don't come to a peace agreement. Don't come to a peace right. agreement. I'll get you more. I'll, I will do better. Just, for God's sake, don't agree to anything before yeah. the election. To enhance his chances, which was an unforgivably unpatriotic thing to do. Well, he's a complex man, Dick Nixon. And politics are complex. Yeah. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never before have so few done so little for no one in particular. <laughs> the sure Armstrong and Getty show. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. Here's your host, Joe Getty. <laughs> we get it. Uh, let's uh, get a final thought from everybody on the squad. Hey, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I just found out Kylie Jenner's on the cover of Forbes magazine. She's 20 years old. Forbes says she's worth $900 million. Almost a billion dollars. Almost a billion dollars. She will be the youngest self-made billionaire in history. And what she make most of her money off of doing? Cosmetics. She's no. got a line of cosmetics. Six hundred. $30 million in sales That's in three years. Yes, definition of self-made. She was born into money. Yeah, thank you, Positive Sean. She's a girl Way from the populist. She's from the Pepsi commercial, right? The aborted Pepsi commercial? Oh, yes, yeah. I believe so, yeah. The world's most hilariously, <laughs> stupidly over-earnest commercial. Positive Sean, your final thought. Yeah, I really feel like there was a missed marketing opportunity with the Belgium versus France World Cup thing that should have been billed as the beer versus wine. Now it's settled. Which oh, is I like better. It. That's pretty good. Uh, not bad. Michelangelo, your final thought. If you're ordering Nut Job 2 for your kid's birthday party and you see it costs $19.99 and ask for a parental lockout code, you've got the wrong movie. <laughs> Good tip. Jack, do you have a final thought? So this guy had been in the military. Um, he's sitting at home and somebody breaks into his house. He gets the gun away from the dude. Guy broke into his house with a gun. I think you get to do anything to that person. But anyway... He gets the gun away from the intruder, gets the guy down on the ground, is sitting on his chest, and gouges the dude's eyes out, mm. and then beats him with his own gun. Oh, boy. So, he makes uh, him eat his own eyes, and then reaches up his butt and pulls out his guts. <laughs> but like, what are you doing? Then, then takes his eyes and makes him look at him. <laughs> My final thought is I want to thank Positive Sean for handing me, well, after I pointed out that peanuts were legumes and not nuts, 
He handed me this complete list of legumes, which includes the butterscotch calypso bean, the calypso bean, the canyana bean, the canario bean, the chana dye, the channel channel dye, the chestnut lima bean, chili bean, and many, many more. Isn't learning fun? But why are peanuts not called beans then? Just to make make mistake? A pea I don't, bean? Who's going to order a pea bean? Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. There is a pea bean. It's right here on the list. Oh, oh. copyright infringement. That's why. Armstrong and Getty, right? <laughs> Wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Blah, blah, blah. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have something. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. The show's over. What? Bye-bye. Can somebody give me a metaphor that doesn't sound like a penis? (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.